Welcome to the Average Joe Theology Show. My name is Levi Sanders. My name is Hunter Harrison. And I'm Chase Schaefer. Oh, dude, you're What's really up? Bad. What? You should have said my name is Chase Schaefer. So yeah. It would have been so... Now, yeah, now, this, it's, uh, now it's wrong. We had this thing going on and I was what, like, well, what did I do? What did I Chase is going to dunk it. He's got this. <laughs> nope. I said my name is, he said my name is, and you said I'm. My name is... No, I... Uh, it's okay. Man, it's no. okay. We'll get it next okay. time. Yeah. Should we? We'll should get it we next just time. No, nope. right we're not remember. restarting. We're just rolling. remember for next time. Okay. Do better. This Chase. is the fun at the beginning. Okay, welcome back. And it's over. So uh, <laughs> no, we've been doing a series on the Book of Genesis. Um, we're going to continue today, but you know how's how's your week going, Hunter? <sighs> Pretty good, dude. Uneventful. So, so I guess that's good. good, dude. Do you do anything? <laughs> Like, wow. No, I mean, every, I go every, to work. Every work. time we ask you, what did you do? Oh, work. Bro, I go to work. I leave work. I go to the gym. And then I might go to the grocery store. And that's about it. Check out Hunter Harrison. What do you get at the grocery store? Stories. Uh, usually food. Protein. <laughs> stuff for Meat. Stuff for lunch. Rice. <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner. You know. Do you eat a lot of rice? Normal. On occasion, yeah. Chase is like the biggest rice guy. I, love I enjoy rice. I, like, and do you know what? This guy funny. has a rice cooker. Did you leave it at the airbase? Yeah, I left it it's for still people there. No, no. Do you know what it is? I want people to enjoy rice as much as I do. Is that why you took it to the airbase? Yeah, because there were people there he that were like, "He cooked me rice there one day. It was amazing." Well, we were trying to work out together. I love and rice, man. And I was like, "Hey, I'm just gonna eat rice for lunch." And I, I really do. I love rice because it's healthy. You, and you yeah, can throw sriracha just on rice. It. What me? Because you I can put chicken with it. You just eat. Is it so? Is it just like white rice? It, or? It, it's brown rice. I actually love brown rice. But you just, you just eat brown rice by itself with sriracha. You, you got but but, but a made ton of in sriracha. a rice cooker. Okay, a different ton of sriracha. Huh. I used. I mean, like I like rice too, but I don't know if I can just eat a bowl of no, it just plain. Dude, you got some chicken maybe with or sriracha. Some no, or I could probably do it with like soy sauce or something. Sriracha. Add a little bit of flavor. No. I could only eat straight rice if it came from Little Tokyo. <clears throat> oh man, there's that is the best. Okay, so well, yeah, but yeah, I could do that. Easy. Whenever their health code violations aren't bringing them down, right. I will eat. But there. they have. I don't care, dude. They, they failed their they health inspection twice, egg. but I will still go there. I it was three they times. It's so good. Rice, Gosh. So it's not. It, they don't. It's not just rice necessarily, but the way they flavor it and season it and a lot of soy sauce, a lot of butter, a lot of soy sauce, a lot eggs. of eggs. Yeah, a lot of yeah. it's really unhealthy, but oh, it's so, so good. I've made it. I made so it one time good. with a with a roommate, with a buddy of mine, and it you can get pretty close. It's pretty dang good. So, so do you eat just rice like every day? No. No, if okay. you actually ask like my mom or like my family to be like I never see Chase eat rice, but I really do like if I'm going to be it's eating good. and I'm going to be cooking, it will be rice. You know why? Cuz he left his rice cooker at the airbase. Okay. Well, it might actually difficult. be I had nowhere to store it. Like so well, now, now it I just sits on the counter at the airbase. Air yes. So anybody can make rice whenever they want. Oh, actually. But nobody does. But nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> they keep it clean. I, I'll say that uh there's a guy at our base. He's a uh, he is, they call him Houdini. It's really hilarious. Mm. And um, he he was using it a little bit. Mm. And he, he would like, 
spend like 20 minutes cleaning it and i was like hey man you can use it as much as you want then i don't care you're taking care of it so nice we've talked about rice for the past okay yeah we need to move on four minutes so we started a genesis um series a couple weeks ago the first episode we covered the doctrine of creation and the doctrine of the fall last week um we covered from adam to noah so we talked about increasing corruption Mm -hmm. we talked about cain and abel all of that stuff today we're going to talk pick up there after Cain and Abel, after the genealogy of, of Noah and his descendants, um, and start at the story of Noah and the flood. And we're just going to talk about the flood today. We're not even going to talk about when the flood is over and the flood subsides. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about the flood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I I, I don't want to say there's not a lot of content, but there's not a lot for us to really discuss. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like this point of Scripture is pretty straightforward. It's narrative, right? Where we are reading... Say- Noah mm-hmm. and what happens to yeah. Noah, and there's yes. definitely some stuff to talk about, especially um, for sure on the end of chapter six. So, um, at, at you know, per usual, we're going to stop right here for just a minute and let you read the text because we're not going to read mm-hmm. the whole thing to you. Um, we're starting today in verse nine. Um, nine of chapter six, and we're going through the end of chapter seven. So, if you have your Bible, um, whip it out and read it. Whip if it. you don't. Download the ESV app or whatever kind of Bible app you want on your phone. Um, read Genesis 6, 9 through the end of chapter 7, and we'll be right back. Okay, awesome. Isn't that so good? Um, <laughs> Better have been King James. Oh, my gosh. Only. Y- yours Only. isn't even King James. <laughs> ESV, baby. Okay. So, what you got, Hunter? Message. Kick us off. Uh! What happens here? Summarize Goodness that. gracious. Summarize what happens there. Summarize wow. it. Well, uh, so. we all know you didn't read it. I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. See, this is episode is just hate Hunter, I guess. I no, I, I'm talking about the viewers, the listeners. They did not re- stop and read it right there. They just kept on rolling. Oh, okay. I was like, but it's okay. We love them anyways. <laughs> being attacked right now. He's got Gosh. no notes. He's got nothing. So Jeez. summarize it for them. I usually do just go off the dome because I feel like if I try to do notes, I do what you do and I'm like. Didn't get distracted. Well, what do I want to say? Wait, this, and then I'm like, yeah. some of it, I'll do notes. I'm like, I don't even know what that, what I meant there. I'll mess up. So I'll just, say something really stupid, I and just I'll just be like, dome, man. be like, no, nah, I got to have it written down, basically everything. Yeah. So for those of you that read it, the section of six we're talking about goes from verse nine to 22, so from beginning to end there. And basically what you have here is it talks about the generations of Noah, Verse 11 says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. So again, we continue to see the fallout yep. of the fall. Corruption. Mm-hmm. More more corruption, more corruption. And basically, God is like, all right, Noah, because it, it establishes in verse 9 that he's a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. So he was obedient to God. He had faith, and he was like, listen, Noah, you and your family, this is what you need to do. You need to build this ark because we're going to do something about all this corruption on the earth. We can't we can't keep doing this. So then he tells him, gives him very explicit instructions on how to make an ark and what he needs to do with that, and then boom. How <laughs> long was the ark, Hunter? 300 cubits. Oh, good job. Wow. I'm you proud? I didn't look at it. What look, is a I cubit? Down. I have no idea. Yeah. But John MacArthur does. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, a cubit is like 18 inches. So Made of gopher wood. Gopher wood. The cubit space could hold 1,000... Or 125,000 sheep. <laughs> That's what it says there. That is a lot of <laughs> sheep. Uh, Make it with lower, second, and third decks. Yeah. This is a big old piece of machine. Oh, yeah, dude. The ancient Titanic right there. That didn't sink. That did not <laughs> sink. You know why? Because all the icebergs were under the water. Yeah. Because it, it talks about... I don't know where it's at, but it talks about how much rain there was. And it was like... Over the mountains. Yeah, yeah, that's not until chapter seven. You're getting ahead sorry. of us. Hunter. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. so here's what I wanted to get into, um, and, and then and then we can go to you, Chase. Basically, what I like is starting in Genesis nine and nine and ten. It I'm talks. The one jumping ahead. What? Oh, sorry. Am, am I, I? I didn't mean nine. Genesis six. Nine. Oh, okay. So where we started today. Six and seven. Okay, so not verse nine and ten. Yeah. Okay. Verse right. nine and ten. <laughs> Don't need to stop being so okay. hostile. Genesis like, six, oh verse nine and ten. It talks about <laughs> Noah, his descendants, and their righteousness. Uh-huh. Right? And then the rest of six is about the corruption of the earth. Mm-hmm. So you see that contrast between Noah and the righteous line that still exists. And- and everything, the, and everything else that's mm-hmm. corrupt and unrighteous. And God decides that he's going to flood it, right? Why is he going to flood it? Total depravity. Judgment. Yeah. All of the above. Well, yeah, what you said too. I mean, that's <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're looking at and then He says, "I God have does. determined to make an end of all flesh for the earth is filled with violence through them." Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. He will destroy them with the Bro. earth. <laughs> they corrupted hard, the man. earth. You know what he's going to use? He's going to take the earth. He's going to destroy them with it. Okay, so let, let's get into a random off-tangent conspiracy Here theory we once go. again. Oh, my word. Here we go, folks. Okay, it's not a conspiracy theory, but let's get into another like two camps of interpretation okay. or, or belief. Okay, so okay. Um, in the first episode, we talked about the old earth versus new earth. Obviously, we talked about how it's not a primary issue. If I'm, if I am <laughs> young Earth, which I am, because I believe that's what the Bible says, mm-hmm. and if if you don't believe that, then you're challenging the authority of Scripture. But if 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 he <laughs> so you're wrong, if, if he is if I'm Chase old if I'm Chase old is old Earth, yeah. I still love him because he's fellow brother. In oh, Christ. are you really? Well, well, a day is a million years. That's right in God's eyes. So oh, no, I'm know. just kidding. I'm okay. playing the part. No, I'm not. Oh, but <laughs> seriously though, I mean seriously, I, I didn't know. I, as much no. as I joke around. Old Earth, New Earth is not something to separate o- over brother and sisters about. It's just That's a like a, a tertiary issue. Okay, so let's have another one of those now. Uh oh. Okay. Oh goodness. So I'm not even talked about this. Have yeah, you I don't ever? Know where he's about to go. Really? I don't. I don't think I do. So you have never had somebody make the argument that the flood was not universal; it was only regional. Okay. Yeah. Oh well, that's actually. Uh-oh. I was gonna say that later because it speaks about yeah, that. It seven. speaks about it in seven. So we can we can hold off. We can hold off till then. Oh, well, no, 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 no. I, I didn't have anything set aside. Okay. Let's talk about. Okay. It. Well, yeah, well, there's there's that. a certain camp. There's a certain camp of people that would argue. So obviously, there's a certain camp of people that say that the flood was universal. That God flooded the whole earth. Okay. Yeah. But then there's also a camp of people that say that the flood was not universal. It was regional. It was a flood of the Middle East. They still argue that it could wipe out all of mankind because at the Tower of Babel scene, which we haven't even got to yet, it is still obviously clear that people have not spread all over the globe. 
So everybody is still regional, all mankind. Okay. So he could only flood the Middle East and still kill everybody. And some people want to point to science, which that's a pretty bad thing to point to if you leave God out of it, but to say that there was only regional flood. Hmm. I don't subscribe to that theory. You say worldwide? I say worldwide. What do you say, Chase? And do, uh, you, do you have the scripture where it speaks okay, to it? No, I'm just trying to find it. I'm so mad. I'm trying to figure out where it's at. But huh. it says it in verse 7. I mean, chapter 7. It, it, it literally is like Sorry. it was over the the whole earth. And so where is that? Right, but but still, yeah. Do you know some, where that's at? Um, am, I, am I just I'm, like... I'm looking. Man, okay. Bear but, with us. But, but what camp are you in? What do you say? I would say be topic. the whole earth because, I mean, that's what... W- w- while I was reading this, I was like, I know we should maybe should bring up the question or I was going to be sarcastic and be like, well, was it really the whole earth? Because, you know, people would be like, they can make so many little arguments, you know, well, science is proven that 10,000 years ago there were Native Americans over, in, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, Well, there's, here's there's this one. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but verse 19 says, And the waters prevailed yep, so mightily it. on the earth that all the high mountains under the whole heaven were covered. Yep. All of them. Which would imply the all whole earth. Still yet, people say, and, and I think this goes with, the whole earth, old earth people, they used the same method of interpretation. But mm-hmm. they would say, well, at the time, the Middle East was all the earth they knew about. I'm like, okay, but that's not all the earth that God knew about. And God wrote these words. Right. The God whole... inspired these words. Man, that's pretty good. Yeah. So obviously, admit, awesome. if, obviously, to understand, to read scripture literally, well... You get into because to read scripture literally is to read it how the author intended it to be read, right. but also, I mean, I mean, it literally says on the whole earth, right? And the the regional argument, like I I totally understand that, and there are some it has some merit. I mean, that does make sense. But the thing that kind of kills it is the fact that it says under the whole heaven, yeah, because that means that would mean the whole earth because the whole earth exactly. is under the whole heaven. Yep. Exactly. So, there it is. And God inspired these words, and God knows about the whole earth. And I'm sorry, but if the water is high enough to cover the mountains, and I don't know what the earth was looking like in these days, (laughs) but all the Himalayas and all that stuff, that is a lot of water. There's no way that it was just contained in one little area if it's that high. Because that is a lot of water. Yeah. A lot. So, it it has to be the whole earth. It's just logical. Yeah, so that's out of the way. There you go. You know, that, Kill that that's a pretty fast. easy answer. So here's the, uh, here's another thing I want to get into before we move on to seven, even though we already kind of have. Um, so we see that Noah is is instructed by God to take one of each animal, yep, one male, one female, so that they can reproduce. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm not going to add to the text what's not there or take away from the text what is there. So I'm not going to speak on that. I was going to speak on like species, like is every single species there? Well, I mean, obviously. There's probably not every single kind of dog because dogs can crossbreeding of species of dogs, evolution, uh, species of dogs. <laughs> well, micro evolution to a point yeah. brings in yeah. new breeds of dogs. Right. We can see that. That's visible. Mm-hmm. Macro evolution. Nobody has ever seen in the world because it's not real. Right. But there you go. so so I think I think that's what I was talking about. But controversy. But yeah. so and, and so yes, I believe that Noah literally made a boat and brought one of each kind of animal because that's what God said in his yep. word. Um mm-hmm. and then absolutely and, but then he says he's gonna kill everybody else. 
that nobody's going to survive except Noah yeah. and his wife and the people that get on the boat. And it's <clears> three. So sons. why is it okay for God to kill everybody? Is why that, is he not evil in flooding the earth to wipe out creation? Well, that's actually what I was going to say because I would say that that's violent. You know, I mean, it seems like I mean, almost. Yeah. And then. What, what's I going on God in the world? Love, man. <laughs> That's mean. Well, like, there's hey. violence that going on in fair, the world. yo. Yeah. I mean, the, there, there's violence. <laughs> Why you gotta say it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just the, the person who holds that opinion, that's just how I envision them. That's that how talk. you envision them. Just being like, dude, love, dude, bro. God's love, man. Dude, I'm Why just that? spiritual, bro. Why's everybody got to oh die? But, but, okay, there's, there's I'm, violence. Yeah. <laughs> spiritual, man. There's violence in the world, and that's why God is killing all these people. And so he's, he's flooding the whole earth. Isn't that kind of violent? The rebellion against him. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that there's like, there's righteous anger, and God had that towards sin. Yeah. And then on top of that, these people deserve death. So it's not like they deserve we to be there. We all still deserve it, folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're guilty. The yeah. same people here deserve it just as much as we do. God is just and is wiping out of all sinners. It's all the same. Yeah. Really, really. Ju- in, in the story of Noah. Boom. Well, I here, know he made he the promise that, that he wouldn't. wouldn't. Okay. Wow, Burn Hunter. it then. How about that? <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> No. It's what we deserve, no? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it is. For sure. It is what we deserve. But but here's what the reality. I wouldn't blame him. If here's the reality. A lot of times mm-hmm. people look at the the narrative of the flood and Noah, and, and they get too caught up in everybody except Noah. And they're like, well, everybody died. God is unrighteous. God mm-hmm. is evil. God is mean, right? But they miss the whole fact that... The fact that Noah was preserved is God's graciousness. Yep. <laughs> Still yet, Noah deserved and to be drowned too. Yes, Us. he did. We were preserved through Noah. Yeah. I mean, Noah deserved to be drowned too, but the reality is God said that Noah was righteous. Why was Noah righteous? Because God made him righteous. Noah yeah. couldn't do it on his own. Right. And then, So because of God's grace, Noah and his family lived on so that all of us could be born. Yeah. Sorry. Hallelujah, I mean, son. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, dude. Come on. God, God's grace has to shine through, man. When you read, when you read the text, you can't yeah. just get caught up in. That's literally what this in, story is. In, I mean, yes, you need to recognize God's wrath because yeah. he, that is Him being just, right? If right. if a, if if I committed a crime and I went to the judge and they just said, "Nah, dude, you're good," that we wouldn't call just. that justice. Especially depending that on what that judge would not be just. Right, God is the, a was. just God. He so when murdered somebody, yeah, exactly. So oh, when we stand okay. guilty, we deserve punishment. Yes, mm-hmm. for what we did, we deserve it's to die and to suffer in hell. Something but that He is gracious. I don't, I don't remember where I heard this at, but somebody pointed out to me one time that this story obviously is a story of grace and judgment, but that. The ark is, I don't know how to phrase this. The ark and Jesus are like a parallel. That through through his faith in God, Noah gets on the ark mm-hmm. and is saved. Okay, well, yeah. Jesus is our ark. Mm-hmm. We put our faith in what Jesus has done. And then when God pours his wrath and judgment on the world, we are on the ark. 
Yeah, so to speak. Well, I, I like what you're saying too with faith. Yeah, the only difference is that that the ark didn't suffer God's wrath. Okay, yeah. Christ <laughs> suffered God's wrath. Okay, yeah. For us, but it's like kind of the same. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I get. I can see. You the, can see. But listen, the whole the Old parallel. Testament is types and shadows of Christ. The whole entire right. Time. Exactly. Well, here's one of. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like okay, so there's a better ark coming. I like what you're saying about faith. Um, I mean, like we saw with Enoch. Later on in Hebrews mm-hmm. eleven seven, it, it says, "By faith Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith." So, like you said, it is by faith mm-hmm. that he was saved and a fear of God. Because, and that's what I like about specifically chapter six is you continue to see. Noah, like he was a righteous man, mm-hmm. and then it's like literally his righteousness is kind of shown. Where you know God's like, I'm doing. I these people are terrible. They're violent. They're killing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna blot them out. And he's like, I want you to build this, Noah. And Noah's faithful. He does it. He huh? he believes that. I mean, th- this flood has never been God. seen before. And and Noah's like, he okay, I've God's never heard of do... anything like this. I don't know why I'm building this boat, but I'm gonna build a boat. And he's faithful to do that. And then on top of that. Like at the end of 22, uh, it says like Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And that is a faithful man. That is a righteous man. Yeah. And and like you said, though, I love that, that, that God is the one that made Noah righteous, fa- righteous and faithful. Noah couldn't have done that as his own. He's just mm-hmm. as bad as any of these people. And that's a thing that, that really shows the total depravity of man. And also just, um, just to up in general, if you want to bring it all together and what we believe is that what if instead of a guy named Noah, it was just some other random guy, and God made him righteous and chose him? It would be the, it would be the same story. God mm-hmm. would be the one who's in control. Mm-hmm. He's the one that made them righteous, and it and then Noah would have died in that flood, and God would have been totally just in doing that yep. and saving another person. But he he saved Noah yeah. for this I mean, story. It it is. I just I just don't know how you can read this passage in particular, but really all of Scripture, and not just see the utter graciousness of God. Mm-hmm. Not only before he even looked at Noah, right? He, he he chose Noah. He made Noah righteous. And even though he hated man and he wanted to blot them off of the, uh, of, of the world, right? He says to Noah, he says, he says, I will send rain on the earth 40 days. This is going on into the beginning of chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Um, in verse 4, I will send rain... Um, on the face of the earth for seven days, and 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 he says, uh, and forty nights, and every living thing that I have made, I will blot out from the face of the ground. He already knows beforehand because it says he's determined to do so, right? He already knows he's going to wipe out man, but he also has already determined that he's going to choose Noah, make Noah righteous, and therefore preserve man through Noah, even though he has already determined he's going to wipe out man. Yeah. That's God's graciousness. Yeah. And and here's the funny thing, too. He's doing that, and this is thousands of years before he's already prepared mm-hmm. that Jesus would die on the cross for us. And we already and know Jesus is there. It up. Because like, Jesus, Jesus is, is eternally begotten, eternally generated from the Father. So we yeah. know Jesus is already on the scene, right? We saw him already walk there. into the garden. Mm-hmm. I mean... He he knows what he's gonna do. Yeah, and and you're seeing this all being planned and orchestrated perfectly, 
and and we look at this story sometimes or people look at the story and they're mm-hmm. like i would have done it different man and you're like thank god that you're not god and thank god that i'm not god because it would have it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. be as perfect and set up as it is here and that's correct but we don't have to yeah yeah. I mean, we just the animals, yeah. we don't have the, the way he set all that up, the way he closed the door in chapter seven of the ark, something that Noah couldn't do, he, the way he had all this planned and orchestrated. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of six and all this going on for like people who maybe haven't read or just maybe have become, they hear this over and over. They're like, yeah, I know. No, Noah, there was a flood. There you go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's more to it. You know, we have become numb to the story. And it, it really does, if you just break it down, go slow, and try to rethink from the beginning, whenever you're a new Christian, why, or maybe the first time hearing the story, why yeah. is this important? Well, And it, that's important. It, because and me and Kelsey, my, my wife, talk about this all the time, or we have recently, about how churches nowadays educate children and youth, okay? Mm-hmm. I think it's a giant tragedy the way that youth and, and and young adults even and children are taught in church because they teach to the to the lowest common denominator the person who knows the least mm-hmm. therefore mm-hmm. nobody actually learns anything by the time they get out of youth group they know absolutely nothing yep. and here's the issue is just like you were talking about people who who haven't really thought deeply about Noah and and the significance of the flood right here's the issue is you go throughout your life in church in children's church and Sunday school and youth even, mm. depending on... I mean, obviously, there's faithful youth teachers out there, for yes. sure. I mean, I, I, I believe I had one um, that, that taught me faithfully. There's most you definitely faithful one. teachers out there. Oh, just saying. Well, thanks. You're welcome. You are, too. Thank you. <laughs> and, I'm, and Chase is, too. But, hey, there's <clears throat> definitely faithful youth youth minister, ministers out there. But the reality is, here's the thing that, that, that just... Mm, grinds my gears. Is <laughs> grinds his gears. So like you teach them we Noah. Have made him so mad. Okay, the podcast. He's on you, fire. You go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. You, you go to church, right? All these people teaching these little kids, but what are they teaching them? They teach them about Noah. Yep. Noah was in a boat with lots of animals in the flood. Okay. They teach them about David. David fought this big they're giant just, guy with the slingshot. They teach him about Daniel. <laughs> Daniel went down stories. into this den with lions. Yeah. So then what What do you produce? You produce a bunch of young adults that know about David, know about Noah, they know, know about Daniel, and they know absolutely nothing about the God who those stories are actually about. Right. They just mm-hmm. know about the narrative of that story, and that's how they that's how they talk about it. Oh, yeah. it's this Bible story. Yeah. Well, here's it's, the thing. It's, like, It's like, like I just read this random book. And, yeah. Like well, the narrative of Noah and the, the flood. Is not about Noah. It's about God. Right. Yeah. The story of David fighting Goliath yeah, is not about is David. Not it's about God. Right it's about what God has done. And I think some I think some of that is obviously age, because like there's some some kids, you know, that are so young that you almost obviously you still have to have that element of God, but it is I don't necessarily want to say it's just a story, but the way you the way you teach it changes just a little bit, but I will agree with you that the travesty is as they begin to get older, it doesn't necessarily get any. It doesn't deeper. progress. Yeah, and and still yet, I think people doubt In what younger children can can understand. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm not necessarily discounting that because like. I talk about him all the time, but Jeff Durbin and his church, they go through 
catechisms. I think that's what we should do every Sunday. I Man, I guarantee you, with like, my kids, we are going to catechize them before they even go to kindergarten. One of their, one of one oh of the <laughs> people that go to his church, she had her daughter on one time. She's like, I don't know, maybe two or three years old. And she was singing the doxology. Get our our pastor. I it was beautiful. Our pastor, mm-hmm. Gary and and Penny, they sent me a video a couple weeks ago of like their four year old and. I want to say like three year old or even I don't remember their age. They were super young, mm. like three and four, and they were they were mi- quoting scripture like they were just straight up quoting Psalm one, hmm. just like s- saying it at the kitchen table. Shoot, like people doubt the kids' ability yeah. to grasp stuff, and that's why we, we really don't do. teach them, and that's why they grow up to be young adults that go to college and get brainwashed with liberalism and leave the church. <laughs> That is a because great place to take a break because we're about to run out of time. <laughs> Man, we'll I'm just saying, right back. Great for you. Teach them theology. Here we go, folks. We're back. We're back. We're back. Are we back? I think so. We're we live. Back. And we back. Okay. Okay, listen. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> thing. Here, I'm going to introduce you Here's guys to this hot, hot topic right oh here. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, in, we're, in, we're in Chapter 7 now. We met, well, we're we're going to go right. back and talk a little, little bit about it. Okay. Um, was that in Chapter 6? It wasn't 6. It was okay, verse we'll 18. Okay, we'll go back. Okay, check this out. Check it out. You ready? So Noah was 600 years old. 600. Okay, when the rain fell upon the earth. And then get this. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, I see Get it. this. Verse 6. Verse 11. Oh, in the 600th it. year of Noah's life, in the second month, on the 17th day, on that day, all the fountains of the deep burst forth. The water didn't just come from the sky. It also came from the ground. And it was so violent. And okay, the windows listen. of the heavens were Somebody open. told me this theory one time. This this will have you shook. You ready for this? Oh, this is a hot commodi- commodity. Hot commodity. I can't even say that word. This guy <laughs> said that <laughs> the water burst forth from the ground so radically, so with so much force. That that is actually what caused the craters on the moon. <laughs> Are you serious? Somebody actually told me that one day. Hmm. That's why there's no craters on the backside of the moon. I said, how do you know that? He said, can he see the backside of the moon? I don't remember if he answered that. The dark side of the moon. Pink Floyd's been there. <laughs> they have. They made some great music while they were there. Yeah. Shoot. We'll take you That's interesting. We'll take you the craters are over there. That's something I'm going to have to chew on for a while there, folks. Uh, the earth I thought you were burst forth and busted into the moon. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. Huh. I was like really excited. I was like, I'm going yeah, to learn me something. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> no. Where is this about to go? This is interesting. <laughs> oh okay, gosh. but back on a serious topic, Chase. You had something Man, you wanted to talk funny. about in it's, chapter six. It's really quick, but I think it's really cool to point out in verse eight. But I okay. In six, I'll start seventeen to give some context. For behold, I will bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, 
in which is the breath of life under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall die. So this is verse 18 now. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall come into the ark, you and your sons, your wife and your sons' wives with you. So the first thing we see here is the first time the word covenant is spoken about. Yes. And which is awesome because, again, it points to God's plan. It's a covenant, a promise that he is going to make with Noah. And it it's just really cool to see that this is the first one ever created. And I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting. Well, actually, that's that's the thing, though. This is the first time we read of a covenant. Yeah. But it's not the first covenant. God made a covenant with Adam. The terminology is not there, but... Okay. but the the rest- mm. so basically the dynamic of a covenant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. a committed um relationship in some way that demands some kind of working out of that relationship is there in the relationship between God and Adam right because okay. Adam could either obey or disobey mm-hmm. the lord because Adam had free will um but it's the first word the time, like the word covenant. It's the first time we see the terminology of covenant. Okay, okay, yeah. that's okay. Yes. That makes sense. And I, you know, and I might have butchered that explanation. And we'll definitely go into covenant more as we talk about God's covenant with Moses. We'll we'll go into that a little bit. I mean, not Moses, but Abraham first. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that more in depth. The idea of covenant and what it means. But, but yeah, this is the first time we read of a covenant. Yes. But we all, but there is the dynamic of a covenant between God and Adam. Makes sense. Yeah. And what so, some would call which I'm not gonna get into that. That's just <laughs> too that's just too deep. Uh but I mean we can go, No, I think I was done with six. I was gonna I guess we can go to seven. Um the thing that I think I first noticed was verse five, whenever uh, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. So again, you see, you see at the Wait. end of six twenty-two, uh, chapter six verse twenty-two, he did that all God commanded. And seven, he builds the ark, and then now God has laid out a plan for what he's going to do with all the animals and how all that's going to turn out. And then again, Noah is faithful by faith. He has been, you know, and because he wants his family to be safe. And because he has faith in God and he has that fear, like it speaks about in Hebrews, uh, which is a good fear of God. He understands who God is and he understands what God is capable of. And he honors that and he recognizes that, Mm -hmm. that he still remains faithful in a time, especially this is, this is what I was thinking too, while I was, I was reading over this, like, okay, not everybody is just going to be seeing Noah build this huge ark. I mean, the thing's massive. It's got to be talked about. You know, it, these people are probably like ma- making fun of him, mocking him, being like, Noah, what, what what in the world are you doing, man? Like, I'm a, you're ridiculous. Like, what's this boat thing? What are you, what are you building that for? And so. What are you doing, kid? <laughs> and so, um, I just, I think it's really cool that like in, mm-hmm. in all of this, Noah remains faithful through the mocking. He, he sees, yeah. he's. I'm He's sure fixated he, on something so much more yeah. important. Uh, yeah, I mean, just imagine what's going through Moses' head. He's like, dude, we live in the Middle East, in the middle of the desert. <laughs> There's barely any... What? Oh, you got to do the... Feet. Right? Times 12. No, because it was 18 inches. So divided uh, by 12 would uh, be... Right. 
So wow. Okay, no, but listen, God's like build this giant boat, and 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 Noah's like, dude, we live in the desert. <laughs> Imagine what's right. going through his head. Uh, he's like, you know, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna obey God, obviously, and do what He asked me to do. But but, I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's n- that's something that I've never actually considered because when I read the story, I just think he's got to build this ark because this flood's coming, and I never have actually thought like. There's not water. There was no I mean, water. Obviously, there's anywhere. some water. No. Obviously, there's some water. And so, yeah. Because the livestock had a like drink. A they had man. a drink. They're like, bro, but where are you going to take this huge boat? Yeah. He's not building the boat there's in the water. There's not any water near here. Yeah. Well, was that atrocious movie person? about Noah and he had to build an ark? They made some movie about it. It was so bad. Oh, I don't know. The only one that I know of is uh, Evan Almighty with Steve yeah. Carell. <laughs> I remember that one's bad too. It's a funny movie though. No, I'm not gonna lie. no it's bad. but they it's are, so biblically inaccurate. They okay, are so yes. Funny. Is that one of the one where Morgan Freeman is God? Yes. yes. <laughs> Morgan yeah. Freeman. Have you, See, have if, you seen? If God walked up and told Noah though, if literally, if the God just literally walked up to Noah and told him to build the ark, then Noah would would burn and and melt. Because no one can see the face of God and survive. <laughs> right, and then like We're if God technical. came here as a man, it would it would be Jesus. Because that's yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen man the, form. the movie Exodus? Where uh, no, I tried. I tried. W- to, I'm not gonna lie. This is probably gonna sound horrible. Don't watch. I try to movie. stay away from Christian they're movies. Usually, they're usually so bad. Oh, it's oh. so funny. It's There's such a Passion like, of the Christ was amazing. Amazing. Okay. Um, Facing the Giants was pretty good. That one, the football movie. Never saw that. It was a good one. You War Room was good. I haven't seen that one. That was a good movie Heard it about good. prayer, the power of it. There's a, I mean, there's been a couple good. God's there's not been, dead wasn't bad. There's a, there's a few, but usually they're just not, they're just not that good. They just don't yeah. have the budget. They don't, and plus it's not mainstream to be Christian. So, mm-hmm. no big yeah. Hollywood studios <coughs> like, yeah, let's make it. I heard movie. Mel Gibson was working on a, a trying to resurrection movie. Mm-hmm. That would probably be. Pretty that good. would I, be pretty. The cool. issue is he did the. But last thing I read on it, he was like, they're having issues with it because there's like varying. Somebody's descriptions be of the it. resurrection, and so he's like, "Which one do I go with?" I'm like, "The biblical one." Yeah, there's like three of them. We'll make it easy here, for you. Four Mel. of them in here. Whatever this book says is what you ought to do. Um, yeah, but do you go with do you go with so, the the Johannine Gospel or the Synoptic Gospels? I mean, obviously they they depict the well, same story or the the same happenings, but. They depict it in a little bit different way. I don't know. It's not drastically different. I mean, you could probably meet all of them, but <laughs> Mel good Gibson, luck, Mel. good luck. We'll come. We'll, we'll, we'll buy be a praying ticket. for you, buddy. We'll buy a ticket and then we'll do a review. Yeah. So, but nobody. We need will to get it, you so on okay. the podcast. That would be fun. Oh my! That'd word. be a great first guest. Mel, Mel Gibson, freaking Gibson, <laughs> for freedom. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh my gosh! All right, do you guys have anything else in seven? I know we okay, do. This we is have how it some ends. more stuff. This is where we'll pick up next week. You ready? Okay. Everything on the dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heavens that are blotted out from the earth. Only Noah was left. Mm-hmm. And those who were with him in the ark and the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. It's a lot of days. So, oh, hey, there's another for the against the regional thing, and the waters prevailed on the earth, not just one little section, on the earth. Yeah, yeah, like that. And that's inspired by God, so it's the whole earth. The whole 
globe. Yeah. So it's like there you go. It rained forty days, forty nights. Argument then they're over. there for like what a, another hundred ten days on this boat. They, and they had enough food stored up for everything, which is pretty awesome. God orchestrated that, and yep. God is sovereign in all of this, which is just they went on fantastic. a navy deployment to rest in. There you go on a boat, a navy deployment, yeah. hundred fifty days. Noah was the first navy. Oh my word. <laughs> Okay, before we get way <laughs> off topic, we're going to go ahead and end the episode. We'll be back with you guys next week. Um, once again, uh, I'm going to do my best to try to go ahead and just divide the rest of the book so you can read along with us. I know I said I was going to do that last week and still haven't done it. Check us out at AverageJoeTheology.com. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform um, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Boom.